think that AI right now is really just the next evolution of content creation and creating efficiencies with content creation. It doesn't require that more manual lift, that internal process. So with keeping content fresh and up to date, it's really important to find a way to, again, keep that authenticity. But if there's a way for an employer brand team, a talent acquisition team to know that, hey, this video, this blog, this written piece of content is going to not only resonate with my key talent segments, you know, my hard to fill roles, help me attract them, engage them, convert them, um, and even retain top talent because retention is a really big piece right now. And at the same time, help save thousands of dollars. I think that's when we're really going to start seeing people pay more attention about how AI can help them in their day to day. Welcome, 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 everyone. This, of course, is your favorite show on LinkedIn. It is Talent Experience Live, the show that covers everything that you need to know in talent acquisition, recruiting, talent management, human resources, and everything in between. I am your host, Devin Foster, and the We always start off the program around here with an icebreaker. It is to get the folks who who may be tuning in on LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you may be, to get involved because that is the beauty of doing a live program. So today's icebreaker question is, what is your favorite food at a barbecue? You can chime in whenever I know this weekend is Memorial Day weekend. I personally love a good burger. But my guilty pleasure, which oftentimes uh, isn't the best thing to have at a barbecue, is like steamed or grilled clams. It stinks up the whole house. It's disgusting. But I grew up on the beach, and I absolutely love clams. So let me know what your favorite food is at a barbecue. Uh, And I'm going to jump into today's topic a little bit. So uh, companies are obviously trying to stay relevant in this ever-changing business landscape, right? Uh, People are turning to AI-powered solutions to future-proof their operations. And content management is no different. We see this with the the TikTokification of content where people don't have the attention span that they used to. And content itself is changing so rapidly. So today we are talking about how AI can generate targeted content that meets the needs and interests of both internal and external candidates, uh, creating a positive impact in recruiting and leading overall to a stronger talent pipeline. But before we get into that, uh, I see a couple people chiming in the comments section. Jen Thomas says deviled eggs. Uh, Maggie says potato salad. Kimberly says smoked sausage. Andrea says anything on the grill. And Evelina says cheeseburgers. Uh, I have to say, I'm a fan of all of those, specifically the potato salad. But Jen Thomas, I don't know what you're thinking with the deviled eggs there, that being your favorite. So many other fantastic options. But to each his own, uh, I am not going to prevent you from having any deviled eggs over the weekend. Uh, So we could talk about barbecue all day long, uh, but you're not here to, to... talk about that or or really listen to that. So today we have uh, a super, a very special guest, Kelly Estrada, who is head of customer success and strategy at the MarTech. And we're going to talk all things content and creating really relevant content for candidates and employees alike. So without any further hesitation, here's Kelly. 
Kelly, how are you? Hey, Devin. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. It is a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, but before we get into the real meat and potatoes, uh, pun intended, there of the program, uh, no one can get on the program without, of course, answering the icebreaker question. So I have to ask you, favorite barbecue food? Go. Mm, this is a tough one. I want to give two answers. Can I give yeah, two I, answers? Of course. Of okay. course you can give two answers. With summer right around the corner, I would have to say watermelon, just oh. like the most perfect uh, thing at the barbecue or mm. mac and cheese. Ah, those are my fun. final answers. Both are fantastic. I have a, an almost two-year-old daughter at home and I eat all of her leftover mac and cheese. So no complaints there from me. I will say the only way I consume watermelon now though is in like a watermelon spicy margarita, which is my preferred Ooh. way. But still the traditional just eating it with all the seeds is, is still fantastic. Um, <laughs> great answers, fantastic answers. But uh, the other kind of goofy question that we have on, on the show is, I've spoken to a ton of folks who who work in human resources, recruiting and everything in between. And I don't think any, there's been a few, but rarely does someone, you know, grow up and want to be in human resources or talk mm -hmm. about talent acquisition, talent management. So I have to ask you, how did you get into the HR slash HR tech space um, and, and really grow your career here? Yeah, I love that question. And I think like many people, I kind of fell into the HR tech space, not really knowing exactly what it was or what I was getting myself into. Um, but I've spent my entire career in TA and EV. Um, right out of college, I started working at a recruitment advertising agency as a sales assistant. I remember the role saying something about digital marketing or digital advertising, and I kind of just jumped at jumped at the chance. So um, I spent most of that role writing emails, coordinating lunches, scheduling meetings, but hey, everyone's got to start somewhere. But from there, I kind of quickly grew into managing enterprise recruitment marketing budgets, developing EVPs, designing career sites. So I kind of consider myself a jack of all trades with a little bit of experience, enough experience to be dangerous in a lot of different topics. Um, like employee advocacy, um, employer branding, content marketing, HR technology, partnerships, and AI, which is why we're here today. But yes. I would say a few years ago, I really found my passion in employee storytelling. Okay. All right. That is a, is a cornucopia of experience in, in talent acquisition and in recruitment as a whole. Uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned uh, fresh out of college going into you know the, the job hunt, if you will. I think that's when I first became familiar with HR technology and mm -hmm. not for any good particular reason. But I remember filling out things on my MacBook. And I think it was Taleo at the time allowed like Google Chrome or Safari to remember what my information was as I was inputting dozens and dozens of applications. And as soon as I saw that ATS, the process wasn't the best in, in 2013, right? It was a little bit outdated even at, at that time. However, I remember being like, oh, great. I can just autofill all of my information and apply to another job. So it's it's funny that you mentioned that and you end up in the the HR landscape from there. But now you're at the, the MarTech group. So mm -hmm. I, I want to give you the opportunity um, to kind of explain what you do there, what, what the MarTech group does, uh, a little elevator pitch, if you will. Yeah. So here at the MarTech, we're all about getting talent to act. We are an AI-powered content marketing platform, and we help enterprise-level brands create personalized, employee-generated content, 
everything from strategy, content creation, distribution to reporting. AI is really hot right now, but we built our AI specifically around the key responsibilities of an employer brand manager to help make their job easier. Um, when you think about an employer brand leader, a manager, and their jobs to be done on a daily basis, a lot of that process is really manual. You know, reaching out to find the right employee advocates, activating the brand across different touch points. So with AI, we know what topics are most important to key talent segments, who the best advocates to are to tap into to answer and create content. And this is based on their role, their social activity, even their interests. And then with augmented writing or AI-powered writing, uh, we help advocates create better written content with more speed and scale. So from what I've seen, uh, the MarTech is the only AI-powered content marketing platform specifically built and designed for employer branding teams, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect match, right? Because I think back to 2018, 2019, like when these conversations really started uh, around the importance of EVP, the importance of employer branding, and mm -hmm. we're beginning to, I don't want to say perfect, but get used to this being something that they have to maintain all of a sudden COVID hits, right? And all of your fantastic employee content of people in the office, you know, playing games, working side by side, whatever it may, a room full of people, which at this point still kind of feels a little bit weird. Everyone had to, to flip around and turn it on their head, right? They had to right. create content to, to your point that resonated with the candidates, right? So at mm -hmm. that time, safety was a huge aspect. We really started talking about remote work from anywhere in the world. Uh, and all of those things, organizations had to change their strategy. So I want to ask you, with really the implementation of the MarTech using AI, do you think it's going to help future-proof content for organizations? And, and maybe not in the sense where, oh, you can post this picture up and it'll be there forever, but it makes that lift a little less heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Really great question. Um, and I think as we're starting to understand and even regulate AI more, it's critical for organizations to find these trustworthy tools and technologies that are going to help preserve their data and their authentic voice. So it's not really about, you know, doing things as fast and as easy as possible. It's really ensuring that as we're implementing AI, specifically in HR and talent acquisition, that we're keeping the company's data, their employees' information, EVP pillars, brand guidelines, all of that, you know, good content safe. Um, because eventually, as people start using the same tools like ChatGPT, everyone's going to have the same output. So if we don't find a solution that is tailored for each individual organization, their unique brand voice, everyone's going to start having the same content. So I think it's really important to find those tools and technologies that is going are going to have that layer of authenticity weaved in to AI to ensure that it is future proof. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. It makes me think of everyone in like a small little rural, rural town shopping at the same store, right? Everyone kind of has the same items of clothing, maybe a year or two outdated. But when you're talking about everyone using this same piece of technology like ChatGPT, it mm -hmm. does kind of make it more, I, I, for lack of a better term, blah, right? It's just, yeah. oh, it just kind <laughs> of reads and feels the same. Um, mm -hmm. 
But we're talking about ChatGPT here, and obviously it has taken the world by storm. We've talked about it at this program. Everyone has talked about it everywhere. You can't really get away from it. But you mentioned the, the MarTech leveraging really unique AI-driven content. But I, it, it raises the question of what were organizations doing before this was a solution uh, when they did need to create personalized experiences because we know how important that is for candidates. How did they generate that personalization before AI was really at their beck and call? Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head earlier talking about how the pandemic completely shifted the way that we work, the way that we live, the way that we create content. Um, and prior to that, it was so costly for companies to create content, especially video content, um, costly, time consuming um, video, professional video production agencies had to go on site. There was long turnaround times. And all of a sudden, you know, we're now putting it in the hands of employees to record content on their mobile devices. You know, no matter where they are in the world, they can now record, a, a, you know, a pretty high quality video. And so I think that AI right now is really just the next evolution of content creation and creating efficiencies with content creation. It doesn't require that more manual lift, um, that internal, you know, process. So with keeping content fresh and up to date, it's really important to, you know, find a way to, again, keep that authenticity. But if there's a way for an employer brand team, a talent acquisition team to know that, hey, this video, this blog, this written piece of content is going to not only resonate with my key talent segments, you know, my hard to fill roles, help me attract them, engage them, convert them, um, and even retain top talent because retention is a really big uh, piece right now. Yeah. And at the same time, help save thousands of dollars. I think that's when we're really going to start seeing people pay more attention about how AI can help them in their day to day. Yeah, it's it's you mentioned saving thousands of dollars and immediately I think so I, I ran a um, like a 10K the, a couple weekends back and I got the photos afterwards and you know how those things are. It's watermarked, right? Like at an amusement park or wherever it may be where you take the picture. I did a quick Google search and was able to remove the watermark, make the picture more high depth, the whole thing for free, right? And they mm -hmm. were trying to charge me $80 for the pictures. Yeah. I don't need them, but I just wanted to send them in a text to my family. I get off topic there. The money savings behind this is, I think, one of the biggest use cases why organizations are looking to dive into it, right? Obviously, there are the stories where IBM says that almost 8,000 jobs will be affected by, by artificial intelligence, but also there's the aspect of being able to be more efficient at work mm -hmm. to, to what you're speaking about, um, being able to take a video on your phone and it maybe not be the best quality, but run it through some tools or something along those lines to make it unique, to uh, spice it up, to add sound or whatever. I mean, there's even technologies out there right now where if you misspeak a word, it will take enough of your information and you can type in and it'll correct the word for you, right? So all of those things, which brings me to my next question around you know the impact of, of AI and, and really AI generated content for HR. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't think that we're going to be doing deep fakes of employees at the office or whatever that may be where you're kind of swapping. Everyone's seen that the Tom Cruise video and, and that sort of stuff. But 
there certainly is a level of personalization to it. Does that look like an image of, you know, someone uh, after their, their first year, maybe it's an image that's AI generated that is somebody retiring with an organization. You talked about retention there. What does the personalization really look like? Is it, or is it just something as simple as plain text and really tailoring it to that group of employees or candidates? Yeah. So through AI or what we like to call audience research, we actually know where brands key talent segments are hanging out. So whether you're in retail, healthcare, engineering, technology, we use this data to ensure that the employee stories that we're creating are personalized to them in their specific interests. So I think this helps, especially employer brand teams, save time creating those efficiencies, helping take a lot of the guesswork out of um, creating content, especially for those teams who have really specific or like highly technical roles. So we can help create the topics, generate re relevant questions, um, and then we also leverage what we call people intelligence. So we're collecting um, all of your employees, turning them into advocates, and then saying, hey, this is the best person to talk about this specific topic based on who they are, their role, their interests, and also how active they are on social media. Because a lot of times too, you know, at the end of the day, we're not all professional copywriters or video editors. Um, we wanna make sure that the uh, people who are recording have the tools that they need to feel confident and empowered to write a really good story or record a really nice video. So I think AI directly impacts every stage of content creation and personalized uh, content in HR. While we are creating those efficiencies, at the end of the day, we do have to go back to um, that place of authenticity. Yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. Now, um, you, you speak about it in a, in a sense where organizations have found success doing it, right? Like they're, they're having more organic reach to candidates mm -hmm. and, and things along those lines. Are there specific success stories that you're able to share around some of this user generated content that has had a far more of an impact organically than potentially a paid email campaign or a paid outreach in, in that sense? Yeah. So going back to that audience research where we know what topics are important to key talent segments, um, with AI, we're creating more relevant content for these uh, candidates, for top talent, even for employees uh, with retention plays, as we mentioned. But I think the more relevant the content is, the better the SEO rankings. So reducing the need for paid media dollars, you're overall achieving you know, better results, driving more traffic to your career site, getting better click-through rates, um, and higher, uh, better conversion for top talent. The other piece I wanna to mention too is about how Google prioritizes video. So with video job descriptions and employee testimonials, uh, that's actually going to pull through with SEO rankings. So when candidates are starting their search, a lot of times they're starting on Google. This is going to help um, candidates find your jobs faster. Um, and then the other piece I also want to touch on is recruiter outreach. So when recruiters are adding personalized content into their candidate communication, we're also seeing an uplift in open rates, response rates, and click-through rates. So if you put yourself in the shoes of a candidate and you're you know, getting an email back from a recruiter or, or a hiring manager, and it's just that same you know, generic jargon versus seeing a video saying, you know, hey, Devin, 
this is the next step of your interview process. Here are some tips for acing your interview. This is what your team is uh, like. This is the culture of our company. Just really adding that human uh, element. So while we, again, have that AI-generated content, making sure we know what's relevant to uh, your top uh, talent segments, it's, again, going back to that personalization at speed and scale. Yeah, and I, I love that sentiment of, offering tips and tricks to candidates, right? Mm -hmm. I come from a background of staffing and we were, we're headhunters, right? We would go out and find talent and bring them to organizations. And if any, you know, talent acquisition professional or anyone in, in, in the space thinks that staffing agencies aren't coaching up candidates on what your organization does, how to answer specific questions, everything in between organizations should do that themselves. When we talk about ROI over, over yeah. the long haul, right? It's, being able to find that talent pool, creating that personalized experience for them directly, and then giving them the best chance of success, which right. I think segues to my, my next question, which would be around the employees. We've talked about them a little bit here. How specifically can AIs help and enhance career growth for individuals who may already be at the company? Yeah. I like this question a lot because I think people are already using these tools behind the scenes. Some people might not be admitting it, but AI is a great tool to help promote confidence through personal branding. Like I use it myself. There's a lot of hesitation when it comes to content creation. Is this the right topic to post? Um, I don't want to look stupid. This feels cringy. But I think with the right uh, AI tools and technology, employees can quickly and more easily become thought leaders in their space. With um, AI and we're looking at, you know, those topics, it's providing recommended questions, AI generated social copy, trending hashtags. So it's really giving you all of the tools that you need um, to allow employees to feel more confident in their writing or recording a video um, on topics that they're actually passionate about. Because at the end of the day, when you're, again, putting yourself in the shoes of a candidate, when you're going on a career site or a social channel and you see just another boring video, it's not going to get you excited. It's not going to say, oh, I really want to work there. We want to make sure that the topics that we're talking about and we're providing and recommending um, actually are ones that the employee is passionate about and interested in. No, I, I love that sentiment of employees becoming thought leaders, because mm -hmm. even if you may be, a, a, let's say for argument's sake, in an entry-level position at an organization, whether it's in sales like like you started or, or sales like I started, right? Hearing from someone who is in the, the trenches day to day and they say, hey, I, I love this organization. Um cold calling isn't fun, right? I don't think anybody would ever say that cold calling is fun, but it's because I get to truly help you know folks find a solution for a problem that they have. I've learned so much as a professional early on in my career. Like those sort of stories, I think offer, paint a great picture for candidates, but also order, um, or excuse me, offer a, a little bit of satisfaction for the employees as well. I've had this conversation a, a few times here where when you create brand advocates within your organization, it helps with retention. It helps with a sense of pride. Are those sort of things assisting with with satisfied employees in their experiences being able to tell their story and kind of be promoted not in the sense of a you know job description or, or salary or something like that but promoted their stories and, and they become an, an advocate of the organization in that way shape and form 
Yeah. Uh, and I want to go back to that one point that you yeah. mentioned too, Devin, where the employee is recording content about day in the life, uh, projects that they're working on, things like that. I think it's really important when we're thinking about employee stories and testimonials that um, candidates get an inside look into what it's really like to work at that company, at that specific company. And now that they are more informed through this video content or even written content as well, they can opt in or opt out. So I think that's a really key point for especially employer brand and talent acquisition leaders where they're getting volumes of applications, but it's unqualified can candidates. So that now their recruiters and their hiring managers are having to parse through all of these uh, unqualified resumes where with more uh, personalized employee generated content, the candidate now has a better idea of what it's like to work there. So they can say, okay, I feel qualified, I'm going to apply or hey, this is not the right fit for me. I'm going to look elsewhere. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I see uh, Kimberly Horton uh, chimes in in the comment section. She says, so true, people shop for jobs like they shop online for shoes. Uh, they want to see what it looks like to work for the organization in that role specifically. And I, I couldn't have said it better myself, right? Oftentimes you kind of talked about this a little bit in the beginning, Kelly, with video content pre 2020, where mm -hmm. it was in a studio, super high depth cameras, white backgrounds, the whole nine. And that doesn't, nobody's day to day looks like that where, you know, they're, they're sitting in the midst of the, you know, main room, the, the main conference room, whatever they're by themselves sharing their story. No, it's, they actually talk about the job, right? They sit at their actual desk. They share their story of, of what they've gone through in that day. And, and Kimberly, to your point, even if you hop on Nike right now, there's videos of people running in the shoes you're looking to buy because they want to see what the impact is and everything uh, along those lines. So I, I couldn't agree more. Um, Kelly, the question that, that I have from you, obviously we talked about a lot uh, around mm -hmm. artificial intelligence here. What are some key strategies uh, for implementing an effective AI powered content management solution for human resources specifically? Ooh. I think it I really, yeah, I think it really comes down to the goals, specific goals and KPIs of the organization. So where we can make the biggest impact to create a more seamless and personalized experience, both for candidates, but for employees as well. We want to ensure that, you know, employees understand what their career path looks like, or they're seeing messages from leadership. Um, leadership, especially, I think is a really important strategy when implementing an effective uh, AI powered uh, content strategy, because leadership has to be bought in. I think it's really important because on top of their day jobs, employees are now being asked to uh, take some time to record a video or multiple videos or write a piece of content. Um, and this can typically feel like a daunting task, especially if you're new to content creation. Um, but with the help of AI, we really want to make this process easier and give uh, employees the tools to write thoughtful and impactful responses. So yeah. when leadership is involved, I think it shows that you know, they really care about their employees, they care about their employee engagement, and they want employees to have a say or uh, make an impact on the future of their workforce. Yeah, 
No, I, I, leadership buy-in is, is always going to be key. Um, and I think one aspect that you mentioned mentioned there was finding what your goals are are from it, right? And I think this all kind of ties back into the power of artificial intelligence and the power of data, like o- overall. If you look at your talent pipeline, whether it's internal or external, where are the gaps? Where are you falling short? You could have, you know, a, a huge Fortune 500 marquee company who gets thousands and thousands of applications on a regular basis. However, you're getting ghosted on that first interview or you're extending mm-hmm. offers and people are leaving you for counter offers or whatever it may be. A lot of people want to point you know, a, a solution at, oh, it's salary. It's this, that, the other thing. It's our unwillingness to do remote work. It could just simply be the experience isn't personalized enough. It's not good. It right. could be something as simple as creating those warm touch points for candidates and even employees that are, hey, I know you're starting in a month right? For our onboarding class, let us know, you know, what questions you have, what you're excited for. Mm -hmm. And that can be something that's as simple as a video with the help of AI, where you're creating a script that is personalized to these unique individuals. And, and maybe there's your, your issue, right? And then leadership will will certainly be happy. Am I way off there? I know kind of a very long winded answer and question. Yeah, I think it's, such a good point too. like, let's figure out what's working, what's not working. Is it, you know, are we looking to drive more visitors to the career site? Is it conversion on priority job description pages? Um, Are we looking to generate more buzz or uh, brand awareness in hard to fill markets? So it's really looking at, again, coming back to those specific goals and KPIs, and then ultimately having that foundation with brand values or EVP pillars that you can activate across those touch points. Like you said, creating that really, really nice personalized experience. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Kelly. I, I know it is Thursday um, and we have talked about a lot today, um, but I wanted to specifically ask you any final thoughts, any, anything that if someone's just tuning in right now that you want them to leave home with and a word of advice, if you will. Yeah. There's a lot of controversy around AI right now. Um, I think people have kind of polar opposite opinions, but it, again, always comes back to authenticity hand in hand with this technology. We're in a crazy macroeconomic environment right now. Companies are bouncing back from the pandemic. We've got tech layoffs, budget cuts, uh, especially people in TA and EB. We've got a a lot on our plates right now. So I think it's so important at the end of the day to remember to take care of yourself, go on a walk, you know, whatever you need. Um, And remember that we're all humans. A human touch can go a long way, whether that's an email, on a call, in an interview, when you're talking with a candidate or a mentor. Uh, Yeah, at the end of the day, just uh, remember to take care of yourself and uh, have that human touch. Yeah, absolutely. Do never take yourself too seriously, right? At the end of the day, (laughs) if you flub up on an email or whatever it may be, raise your hand, say, that's me. And I'm human, right? At the end of the day, that's what makes, I think, really recruiters at the end of the day so successful mm-hmm. is being able to relate, being able to have transparent conversations that chatbots are great for getting folks in the door, but you're not going to work with a chatbot every single day, right? That's not what your job entails. So having that human aspect is awesome. I love your sentiment about taking a walk. I need to do that more often. <laughs> I don't take enough walks and step away. That's why I keep having to up my contact prescription every single week because I'm just staring at a computer screen, but neither here nor there. Um, Kimberly agrees. She says very important points. Um, Kelly, 
if folks want to learn more about what the MarTech doing, the MarTech is doing with regards to artificial intelligence and content management, where can they go to find more? Yes, go to themartech.com. You can request a demo, learn more about who we are, what we do. We've got some really great articles from our global community of EV leaders. Or uh, if you want to brainstorm, talk strategy, message me on LinkedIn. I love um, talking about AI. I love talking about employer branding. So feel free to reach out. Yes. Yeah. This is certainly something that you are passionate about. And I appreciate you having this conversation. I'd love to have you back on the program on a, on a future date. We can kind of talk when AI isn't as controversial a topic as, as you alluded to earlier, <laughs> we kind of found that, that perfect balance of it. But in the meantime, I hope you have a, a wonderful weekend. Thank you for you know, stopping by, having the conversation. We will link uh, both the MarTech group uh, and everything else that we talked about in the blog recap that comes out. The podcast will be out later today. Um, unfortunately, I haven't figured out AI to do that for me yet, but I'm working on it. And uh, Kelly, I hope you have a, a fantastic three-day weekend, right? And, and mm -hmm. enjoy the holiday. Yeah. Thank you so much for having awesome. me today, Devin. Great conversation. And I hope you have a great yeah. weekend as well. Yeah. Go get some watermelon and some mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you. Thanks, Devin. That was Kelly Estrada, who is head of customer success and strategy at the MarTech. Uh, we talked all things artificial intelligence. I think there was a lot of great takeaways there, uh, specifically around the fact that AI won't replace everything. You do still need that human touch in so many aspects of the business. So if you're just tuning in now, uh, you can always watch the replay, catch it on YouTube. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Uh, and I believe we are doing a special edition episode next week on June the 1st. So you won't want to miss it. Uh, tune in then. But in the meantime, I hope everyone has a fantastic holiday and a great weekend. Stay safe and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Talent Experience Live, of course, is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster, employees evolve in their current roles and beyond, recruiters achieve some next level productivity and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more. While you're there, check out the promo for I am Phenom. It is right on the homepage. Don't be afraid to click on it. See who keynote speakers are going to be, see what session tracks are happening and everything in between, including networking and party.